Hi everyone, welcome back to the show. This is the What's Your Story podcast and I'm your host Gemma. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy that I get to spend this time with you, whatever you're doing. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. It's actually been a bit of a crazy week for me. So for those of you who don't know me, because I don't think I spoke about this on the first episode, I'm actually in the middle of a solo travel adventure at the moment. I've been traveling on my own for the last two years, mostly around the US and Europe. Um, And it's probably something I'll speak about more on the podcast at some point because it's been a huge part of my life. So it's probably something I'll go into in a little bit more detail. But basically back in 2021, when the travel ban was lifted after COVID, I made the decision to get rid of 90% of my stuff, put the rest in storage. I gave up my apartment and I haven't stayed really in the same place for longer than a few months since that time, which has been the craziest and most incredible experience of my entire life. And it's definitely had its ups and downs, but honestly, if I could give anyone one piece of advice at this point, it would be if you are in a position to be able to do any kind of solo travel at any point, even if it's just a short trip, I truly believe that it's one of the most life-changing experiences. And I know for me, I feel like I've grown and evolved more in the last two years than I did in the previous 33 before that. Um, and anyway, I've so I've just been finalizing some arrangements for my next trip today. I'm going to be heading back to the US, back to New York City next month, which is one of my favorite places in the entire world. I've been there many times. I just seem to keep finding myself called back there. There is something about that energy that just sucks me in. I'm obsessed. Um, I'm currently manifesting a life where I basically just get to split my time between London and New York City, two of my favorite places. That would, it's my absolute dream. So we'll see how that goes. I'm putting it out there. It's out there in the universe now. So anyway, that actually ties in with what I wanted to talk to you about on today's episode. A trip that I've just wrapped up. It was my most recent trip to Portugal. I was based there for around three months and it just felt like what we were talking about was really relevant to this. So I just wanted to come on here and share because I just feel like it's something that's affected all of us at some point. It's something we're all going to be able to relate to. I know I definitely can. And that is the way that we hold ourselves back from going after what it is that we really want. So the way that we wait for someone else to come and tell us that it's okay for us to go and do the thing that we really want to do, whatever that is for you, whether it's a project that you want to start, a business that you want to start on the side, a new career move, or a move that you want to make to a different city, a different country, a trip that you want to take, whatever it is for you. We wait for someone else to give us permission. We look to other people to convince us or even beg us to go and follow our own dreams. So let me just back up for a second and give you some context to this. Where I was in Portugal recently, when I was on my last trip, 
One evening, I went out to dinner with a group of people that I'd met who were also traveling. They were also solo travelers. And I got talking to a woman who was from the US who was sat next to me. And as it usually does whenever you meet someone new for the first time and you're getting to know each other, talk turned to work and we were both talking about what we do. So she was talking to me about her job in tech. She was talking about the fact that the money's really good and her company are really flexible. So she can basically travel wherever she wants in the world as long as she's still able to work from there, which sounds like the dream. But she did not talk about this job with any passion whatsoever. And when I asked if she enjoyed it, if it was what she really wanted to do, she said something along the lines of, it's not what I want to do, but it's a good job. So I really shouldn't complain. So I asked her what it is that she would like to do. And she said that she would love to create art and sell it online. So she wanted to make these incredible art sculptures and sell them on Etsy and sites like Etsy. So I asked what was stopping her from doing that. And she said that there are so many people already selling art online who have been to a much better art school than her. And she said, I just know that absolutely no one would want to buy my stuff when there are so many other people who are much more qualified than me. Okay, so firstly, who even qualifies what art is? Art is subjective. Who made the rule that says what's art and what isn't art? As far as I'm concerned, if you create art, then you're an artist regardless of whether you have a piece of paper with a degree on it that says you're officially an artist or regardless of whether your degree has come from somewhere that you yourself have decided is not as good as where someone else's has come from. If you create art, that makes you an artist. So I asked this lady if she buys art online, which she did. And I said, when you're online, when you're shopping for art, are you filtering your search by which school the seller went to? Or are you buying the piece of art that makes you feel something regardless of who's created it or where it's come from? Are you buying the art that you feel drawn to for some reason? Unsurprisingly, she's not out there filtering her Etsy search menus by the seller's school. And she said, I just feel like it's maybe something that I should put to the side and save it for a hobby for when I retire. So this lady was 27 years old. 27 years old. So she was creating beautiful art, art that could enrich people's lives, that could bring joy to people. She had this incredible talent and she was telling herself that she was so unworthy of following that dream that she was willing to put it off for what, 40 years, potentially forever. She was willing to potentially miss out on getting to spend her life doing the thing that she loves and getting to see all the other amazing things that could potentially come from that, all the other places that it might lead her to or the other opportunities that it might create for her. And what if she spent the next 40 years looking forward to retirement so that she could finally get to do this thing that she's been dreaming about her entire life? And then she discovers 
this actually isn't for me. It doesn't light me up in the way that I thought it would. What do you do when you've held on to this vision for your whole life and then you discover that it's not what you thought it would be? Or you could take the action right now and potentially get to live your life in the way that makes you the happiest. And you might discover somewhere down the line that this thing is actually not for you. But that knowledge, that is power because you get to use that feedback to pivot into something different, potentially even more amazing for you. Something that you wouldn't have even known about or been able to see before because you were focusing all of your energy on this thing that you were keeping at arm's length because you were scared to start and because you weren't taking the action you were never able to gain that knowledge that you needed to be able to make the decision to pivot and follow a different path and that path led you to something else that you never even would have considered before. So this is a really good lesson firstly in how we make ourselves wrong for even wanting more We make ourselves wrong from the very beginning because we think that if our situation is not overtly bad, then we're being selfish or ungrateful to even want more. And that just isn't true. Good enough doesn't have to be good enough. And this has shown itself in some other conversations I've had recently as well. Someone in my life, someone close to me, was telling me about a trip that they wanted to take a trip that's been their absolute dream for years. It's a long distance trip. They would be away for around a month, possibly two. And this person is in a position to be able to do this. They aren't married. They don't have kids. They're financially able to do it. And everything had really lined up for them to be able to do this. So they have a friend who had already moved there, had offered them somewhere to stay for free. So they didn't have to think about that aspect of it. And when I spoken to them, they said that one of the concerns they were having was around work, which is completely fair. They were in the position to financially be able to take the time off, but they were worried, even though their job is pretty flexible, that it would cause some disruption or potentially make a bad impression. But then it turned out that their boss had found out that they had the opportunity to do this and had actually come to them and said, just so you know, this sounds amazing. I don't want to be the reason that you don't get to do this. Do what you need to do and your job will be here for you when you get back. So literally every single thing that could have lined up for this person to be able to take this trip had all fallen into place perfectly. There was nothing but getting on the plane that they even had to think about at this point. And yet here they are asking me, if they should do it. And I'm thinking, I don't even understand the question. At this point, if if this were me, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because I'd already be on the plane. So I'm asking, what is it that's holding them back? And they can't even really give me an answer. They're still just going backwards and forwards on it, overanalyzing, and literally just trying to find things that could go wrong. They're going out of their way to look for things that could go wrong. And I spoke with this person again a few weeks later, and as soon as I saw them, one of the first things they said to me was, so do you think I should take this trip or not? 
So we were still having exactly the same conversation, exactly the same questions with no action. And that was now quite a while ago. And this person, unsurprisingly, still has not booked this trip. And I don't think they have any plans to. They have sat on this going over it and over it in their mind, so afraid to make any move because they're so stuck in this story that they're telling themselves that it just doesn't get to be this easy for them, that opportunities like this don't come up for them in this way, that something will inevitably go wrong. And they're scared to just let it be good, to just let the good in and to follow their happiness and just enjoy it. They've convinced themselves that it's so inevitable, that it's too good to be true, that it won't work out for them, that it's safer to keep that dream locked away in their head than to put it out there and actually live it and to have to take that inevitable risk that comes with that because it's always safer to keep it at a distance, right? That way there's no risk involved. There's no putting yourself out there. And there's just such a deep-rooted belief of it being wrong to want more than what you have and to want something different than what everyone else around you wants, that we can be willing to completely miss out on what it is that we want. We can be willing to never find out what would have happened if we'd just given ourselves permission to go and do the thing that's calling to us. Which brings me back to what I said at the beginning. You cannot wait for someone to come and give you permission or persuade you or convince you to go after what it is that you want because that might never happen. And by this person continuing to ask me whether or not they should take this trip, that's effectively what they were looking for. They wanted someone to try and persuade them that it was the right thing to do and to almost force them. And it didn't matter how much support or reassurance I offered because they couldn't fundamentally believe that they are the type of person who gets to do stuff like this. And until that belief changes, nothing else will change because we will always find a way to talk ourselves out of taking the action. So I just really want you to think about if there is something that you want to create or something that you want to put into the world, if there is a change or a transformation that you want to create, where are you holding yourself back? Where are you blocking yourself from even getting started? And what is it that you're actually scared of? Is it that you feel you have a knowledge gap? Are there some skills that you think you need to learn? Is it that you feel you aren't competent in certain areas? Because skills can be learned and improved on, but the thing is that in order for that to happen, We need to let ourselves begin because those are things that can only happen once we're actually in motion. So what's the story that you're telling yourself about why you can't do it? Are you telling yourself, like this lady that I spoke to in Portugal, that you're underqualified or that there are already people out there who are doing it better than you? If it's a trip or a move that you want to make... Is it the thought of doing it alone? Do you feel like you wouldn't be able to handle that? Are you telling yourself that it just won't work out for you? Or 
Is it other people's reactions that you're worried about? Are you worried about what people will think or what they'll say or whether you'll make someone angry? I always find a great question to ask when I'm thinking about a big move or something that I want to do is if nothing were bad or wrong and I knew that no one could get angry, what would I really want to do? If nothing were bad or wrong and you knew that no one could get angry, what would you really want to do? And there are so many times that I've stood in my own way and I've had to really call myself out on it as well. So no judgment here because I've definitely been there and I think most of us have. The most obvious example that comes to mind was when I was planning my first solo travel trip. I had wanted to travel for so long and for the first time in my life post-COVID, I was in a job where I could do it fully remote. I didn't have to be in an office I wasn't responsible for anyone. I was single, living alone. I don't have kids. And this was the point for me where everything had lined up. Everything was in place for me to be able to do this. And I was talking about it with my friend and I just heard myself still making these bullshit excuses as to why I couldn't do this. I was saying things like, I can't leave my apartment for that long. Who will take care of it? Will I still be able to work from the time zone? Can I really afford it? Do I want to be away from my family over the holidays? I was coming up with so many excuses because I didn't want to just call it what it was, which was fear. And everyone who has done anything big, everyone who's chased a dream or followed some kind of calling that they have, they have all got in their own way at some point. It's normal. Our brain is designed to keep us safe. It's designed to run away from discomfort. As humans, we are built to avoid discomfort. But all of those details, all of those things that we're scared of, they can all be figured out. Our only job is to get ourselves into action. Because we don't ever feel confident before we do the thing. Confidence is a consequence of taking action. And to do that, I just want you to think about why it is that you're stopping yourself from starting. And when you first do this, you're going to come up with all of the superficial things exactly like I did. And this is where it gets really uncomfortable because you need to keep going. Our ego is going to try and tell us that these are the reasons because we don't want to admit that it's because we're scared. So what is it that you're actually afraid of? For me, looking back, I was really scared, honestly, that people would think that I was a failure. I was at a really strange point in my life where I was still very much trying to come to terms with everything that had happened over the last few years, the loss of my husband the loss of a job, um, moving to a new place on my own. And then we'd gone right into a pandemic and I was still really trying to process all of that. And somewhere in the back of my mind, I think I was still thinking that people would think I was a failure, that I was running away rather than trying to stay and deal with these things that I needed to process. And at a certain point, I just had to get to a point where I could make my peace with the fact that not everyone would understand that I was choosing to rebuild my life 
in a different way than they would expect or that they would think they would if they were in my position. Because the truth is, you don't ever know what you would do until you're in that position. So we can't ever judge someone else's actions. We have no idea what it's like to be them or to be trying to deal with the things that they're dealing with. So I want to encourage you to just sit with this today and just ask yourself, what is it that I'm actually afraid of? What is it that is really the thing that is holding me back? And the only person that you're admitting this to is yourself. So you can be completely honest. And once you do that, once you can start being really honest with yourself, you will be so shocked at just the shift that that immediately creates and the relief that you feel. And if nothing else, just how liberating it is. And another thing I want you to think about is if there was a version of you who didn't feel this way, what would she be doing? How would she be showing up? What would she be doing differently? How does she live her life? How does she show up in her relationships? And how does she feel as she moves through life? And this can feel safer and a bit less confronting to think about it this way because it's almost like you're creating a character version of you and that degree of separation can just make it a little bit easier to open up and be really honest with yourself because if we just ask someone head on, what would you do if you weren't scared? That's quite confronting and quite intimidating, but having this almost degree of separation can just make it that little bit easier. And if you want to take this one step further, ask yourself, what would be one simple step that I could do to start embodying this other version of me right now? What's one action I could take to start showing up as her? And to you can think of it as getting into character, if that makes it easier. And notice that I said simple step here, not easy step, because honestly, I'm not here to tell you that this is going to be easy. But that discomfort, that is where the magic is. Change is not meant to be easy. It is meant to be uncomfortable. Even good change is uncomfortable. And we call it stepping into the next level or moving into a new season for a reason. It's because it requires things to be left behind. Things that have got you to where you are now and things that have kept you comfortable behaviors, habits, attitudes, sometimes certain relationships. But if there's something that you want, if there's a different life that you want, you owe it to yourself to try. And you also owe it to the people around you to try because they deserve the best version of you. So I really hope that you find this episode helpful. I hope that there's been something in there that you can take away and apply to your own life. And it would really just mean the absolute world to me if wherever you're listening to this, whether you're on Apple or Spotify, if you could just take five seconds and leave a rating or a review and hit the subscribe button, that is just really going to help me grow this podcast and reach as many people as possible. And I would really, really appreciate it. And I would love to hear from you as always, if there's anything that you would like to hear on the show if you have any questions that you want to submit or really just any ideas for topics that you'd want me to talk about I'll leave links in the show notes for everywhere that you can find me 
it would be amazing if you could come and follow along on social. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.